trust your mind with us Kick up your feet, lay back, relax your soul and trust that We can add some shine to your day With some coconut oil Hello and welcome to Coconut Oil Podcast. My name's Brittany. And I'm Mira. And we are your hosts today. Um, what we're going to dive into is basically a little bit about us, what you're going to find listening to Coconut Oil, um, and just kind of how we got to this point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start off, Brittany? I will. <laughs> I will start off. <clears throat> so, Coconut Oil is going to be a place where you can come and share ideas and listen to us, <laughs> be best friends. Um, we're going to talk about motherhood. We're going to talk about wine. Wine. <laughs> we're going to talk about living in Fort Worth, um, being single, being entrepreneurs, just a little bit of everything. Um, it's going to be healing for us. That's for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And hopefully it'll be healing for you, too. Um, so a little bit about me. I was born in Seattle. I moved to Texas whenever I was 11. My mom got remarried. And instead of one man moving up to Seattle, a woman and her two children packed up everything, um, left the life they knew, <laughs> and shipped on to Texas. And honestly, I hated it here when we first moved here uh, we moved to Bedford which is like a for anybody who doesn't know um, is like a little suburb between Fort Worth and Dallas um, and it was such a culture shock like in Seattle all through elementary school there was kids from everywhere every background um, it just it was just like a really safe place to be I guess diverse yeah yeah and then <laughs> moving to Bedford and starting elementary, uh, well, fifth grade. I started fifth grade at um, Bedford Heights Elementary. I was one of maybe three brown children in the whole school. Shocking. Yeah. So it was <laughs> it was definitely a culture shock. Yeah. Um, trying to kind of like assimilate to a completely different culture was really a little bit traumatizing yeah. honestly um i got bullied really bad <laughs> um got over that after living in bedford for like a couple years um we moved to fort worth and there i started at stripling middle school which is like 99 percent uh black and hispanic kids so it was kind of like Completely like flip-flopped, yeah. <laughs> flip-flopped. Um, and then I had another culture shock. You know, I spent two and a half years or something um, trying to kind of fit into this suburb white culture, like straightening my hair every single day, like, you know, doing like my eyeliner, like yeah. how all the other girls were doing it, you know, trying to listen to the music and do the things that they were doing. And um, then to kind of... <laughs> flip all that on my head it was weird it was a weird time um I eventually went to Arlington Heights High School and that was another good mix you know it was yeah. a lot of different kids a lot of different cultures and stuff um so that wasn't an issue or anything um after high school 
after high school. Um, I mean, I started working in restaurants like when I was like 18 or 19 years old. Um, I hated high school. I hated it. <laughs> no offense to like any of the friends that I had. There. <laughs> um, but I like I had to get a job like as soon as I turned 15, 16, because my uh, my mom's ex-husband was abusive. And so we had to like move out of there ASAP. In fact, yeah. I, I know I told you this story, but uh, we used to spend our summers in Palm Springs uh, with my uncle Charles, shout out to uncle Charles for making my <laughs> childhood memorable and not making me suffer. Um, and it was towards the end of one summer and my uncle, Michael, my uncle Darren, um, called my mom and they were like, listen, if you're not out of that house and into your own apartment, by the time the girls tickets come up to go home, we're going to enroll them in school here and you're just yeah. going to have to deal with it. So she got an apartment. She moved out. We whenever we came back after that summer, um, I think it was the summer actually that I was starting high school. Okay. Um, and she. It was hard for her to, like, find a job. And so my sister and I had to start working to kind of like supplement income. Um, And whenever that happens, like whenever you're forced to grow up kind of at an early age, some of the stuff that like your peers do and some of the stuff that your peers like are into kind of seems like trivial or childish. So I think I kind of not lost a lot of friends, but I think I lost a lot of interest in what people were doing yeah well y'all were on two different levels yeah at that point you know right so. yeah I was <laughs> I was already I was already somewhere else <laughs> um so I started working um started working at Olive Garden and uh that's where I met hmm. my son's father so we'll stop there <laughs> and come back to that. And come a back to that whole other story. Oh God! If I have to go um, all the way up to where I met, you know, the father yeah, of mine. That's pretty recent. Yeah, you, but yeah, yeah. Um, tell us how you got to Texas, Texas, and the great city of Fort Worth, which I love now. Fort Worth is great. I, I, yeah. yeah, I. It sounds like I'm talking shit. It sounds <laughs> like I had all these traumatic experiences. I mean, could it use but, some improvements? Always. Absolutely. But, you know, Fort Worth is great. But yeah, I've, I've grown to love it. So yeah. Let us know how you got to this great city. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was a super shy 15 year old from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother was like super active in sports and everything. And I played sports, but I had just finished up my freshman year in Kentucky. And then my mom comes home one day and she's like, I feel like God wants us to move to Texas. <laughs> like, <laughs> He just talks to you like that. Like you just get this audible noise that (laughs) in Texas of all places. So like in my head, (laughs) right. It was so random, but like things kind of fell into place, at least for my parents. Mm -hmm. So my dad lost his job randomly after like 14 years or so of being there at the same place. And, um, it was right around the same time she had said that she wanted us to move. Mm -hmm. And I had just finished up my freshman year, um, playing softball. I was about to be on varsity. And then here we go. We're moving to Texas. And all I pictured was like tumbleweed and horses (laughs) and cactus and like no black people. We literally (laughs) saw tumbleweed today. 
we were in Dallas <laughs> and we were like on um on the service road yeah. and like I saw kind of like one out of the corner of my eye and, and Carter, my son, goes, Mom, would you believe me if I told you I just saw a tumbleweed? <laughs> and I was like, I yeah. would believe you. Yeah. So. There he was like, it sounds so stereotypical, but but I just saw a tumbleweed. I was like, I know. I don't think I've ever seen one. And I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> that Carter's seen one and he's like nine. And here I am at 29 years old. And my expectations of Texas were, they not were defeated. Met. They were not met at all. Um, so we got here the summer before my sophomore year. And like I said, I was super shy. And I still remember going into my sophomore orientation and going in with my arms folded and my head down. And these girls were looking up at me as we were walking past them, like down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And they look up and they go, oh, she looks mean. And then I hear my mom speak up behind me. And she's like, she's not mean. She's just shy. And I was like, oh, God, I've got to stop. Like something's got to give. Yeah. So um, in high school, I actually ended up moving back to Kentucky my senior year of high school because I was just over it here. And I was like, I'm just going to go back and like jump into those old friendships, you know, (laughs) Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> Did not happen. <laughs> I moved back for six months Ooh. and then came back, finished up here at TCC because they had like these dual credit courses. Mm-hmm. So I graduated a little bit early and it was technically like homeschool, yeah. but, you know, it was fine. Um, after school, I went to Bible school. And <laughs> Did you not know Did this? I, know I feel that? like you know this. Like you... What was the yeah. name of the college? It was Texas Bible Institute. It's a cult. I mean, um, um, <laughs> not a cult. I it was a bubble. Like, <laughs> like, maybe we just haven't. I feel like that we've much talked about, about it. it. Like, I I don't mention it a lot. It was <laughs> it was legit, like low key a cult. So. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I still know people that go there and work there. So I mean, like, sure, y'all aren't in a cult. Like, if you're if you're listening to this, it's fine. It's a real job. Um, but uh, <laughs> maybe run. Yeah. <laughs> Blink twice. <laughs> um, so I went down there for a year and moved back home, went to TCC for a little bit. And I guess like Texas was weird for me, but it was weird in like different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it still wasn't very diverse, but where I moved, I moved to Crowley and Crowley and Burleson, you know, my issues with that area. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> so it's it's not it's like the least diverse places <laughs> that you can get in the Fort Worth Metroplex. Right. So, yeah, um, that's where I was going to school. I mean, the high school was pretty diverse. There were a lot of um, black and Hispanic kids, but the area afterwards was just. Mm-hmm. So um, went to TCU to study film. And then did not finish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, left TCU after leaving TCU is when I kind of started working. I started waiting tables. Mm-hmm. Also, I started at Fridays in Burleson. And from there, after I met you shortly, because <laughs> um, we worked together what for a month at BJ's and was then just like it was only like a month. I wasn't there for long. And then I found another job. Because I remember hating having to, like, press my white shirt going oh, yeah. to BJ's. And I think that was probably the biggest reason I left. <laughs> um, but, it just completely sucks as a company to work for. Um, I mean, that too. That too. But um, went to Charleston's afterwards. Mm-hmm. And while I was working at Charleston's is when I met Asher's dad. So 
Yeah. So if I'm stopping there, are you gonna are okay. you gonna jump in with your story? Yeah. 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 I'll um <laughs> I'll continue with that whole thing. I don't know if I've heard the whole story about <clears throat> how y'all met. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm working at Olive Garden. And there's this new kid that comes in, which I don't know if I've told you this before, but he's a couple, I think he's like a couple years younger than me. Um, maybe just a year. <clears throat> so he starts and he's like, he just thinks he's the shit. He's just like walking around. Like, I mean, you obviously thought he was the shit too for a little while, but I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Um, <laughs> And um, I think I was actually with another guy that I that worked there, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And his dad was here. He went to TCU, actually, for a baseball scholarship. And um, he, like, had his own car, had his own, like, apartment. And I just thought he just had his shit together. Like, I was just like, wow. Isn't it crazy how men, like, portray that at first when they meet you? (laughs) It's crazy, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so, like, the thing that I had with the guy that was already working there, like, that didn't work out, whatever. And so, like, him and I, um, Carter's dad, we started, like, you know, hanging out and talking, this, this, and that. You know, we would meet up with, like, all of our work friends and whatnot. Um, And, like, looking back, I just realized, I'm like, he must have been, like, a narcissist because there was a lot of love bombing. Mm. There was a lot of like, you know, as soon as we kind of started like sharing more interest in each other, it was like, Oh, like you're so this and you're so that. And, you know, like, I think he said, I love you after like two or three months Mm -hmm. of us. Like, I love that you waited that long before you got pregnant. Mine was like a month. (laughs) (laughs) That's, this is your story. So I'll let you finish. <laughs> um, I mean, there was there was definitely a lot of there was a lot of red flags. Yeah. But I was what like nineteen, and I we I don't see red flags. Not at nineteen. You're colorblind. Completely. They all look green to you. <laughs> green means go. <laughs> um, um, so he was very like controlling, and he was very possessive like I remember um this one time I was like house sitting for this girl that I worked with um because she had two dogs and he was like oh why don't you let me come over and I was like well I was like it's not my house and like you know I don't know like I didn't really want him to but he was like why not it's the you know we never get to have a night together I'm just like we're 19 we have literally all the time in the world I mean Looking back, I'm thinking this at the time. I'm like, well, you're right. (laughs) And so, of course, he comes over and it's like late at night. We're in bed, Mm -hmm. which I'm just like, it's so embarrassing. Like we were in this girl's bed and she like didn't even know. Um, Mm -hmm. We didn't have sex, though. Are you still friends with her? No. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, And I remember I got a text message from one of my friends from high school. It was this guy that I like dated for like a week freshman year we didn't even like we held hands and that was it and he was like um I don't think this is working out and I was like yeah you're right bye (laughs) at 15 I was like yeah too nervous to have a boyfriend um and so 
he like we kind of had like a little flirty thing over the years but it, like it, it never did happened nothing ever happened and so he it was like one o'clock in the morning and this guy that I was friends with from high school texts me and my phone goes off and of course bing he's mm. up and he's like who's that and I was like I don't know like can we please just go to sleep like let's pretend this doesn't happen and he was like no check your phone like who was that and I was like oh my god okay so I look and I'm like oh it's so-and-so yeah I don't know if I want to say I'm like oh you know it's so-and-so and he was like, why is he texting you at one o'clock in the morning? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I didn't ask him yeah. to do this. And so he like, um, we got into like this like argument and he was like, text him back and see if he likes you. And I'm like, I'm not going to just because like yeah. he, you know, it was like a 1 a.m. text. Like, hey, what are you doing? We know what it is. I know what yeah. it is. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to get into anything, right. you know, like I know what it is. You stay over there. Yeah. He's staying over here. Like, please, for the love of God. <laughs> and he was like, no, like text him back. Like, I want to know what he like, if he wants, uh, like if he wants to be with you. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, that's weird. <laughs> like, I, I was like, that's really weird of yeah. me to do. And like, he was like a friend, you know, like, mm -hmm. and so he ended up like he punched the wall right above my head. Like I thought he was going to punch me square in the face. He like, and this was my head. He like yeah. punched like right there into the wall. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll text him back. Like I'm, yeah. I was legitimately I mean, scared. Yeah. Like I was young. We were not, I was in someone else's house. Like, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I texted him back and I was like, hey, <laughs> weird, random question. I'm so sorry to do this to you. I was like, um, do you like me? Do you like like me like me? And he was like, yeah. yeah. Oh. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and of course he sees it and he just goes on this like rampage. And thinking back, I'm like. Why didn't you leave right then? Like, why? What is going through your brain that you're like, this is fine. This is okay. He yeah. just punched a wall, wanting it to be my face. And he just like makes me do things that I don't want to do. But this is, this is true love. <laughs> <laughs> true love looks like a lot of things. True love looks like a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. And um, I remember one time. <clears throat> oh, actually. Let me go back. So he had a car. He had an apartment. Car wasn't his. It was <laughs> his dad's. Like his dad was paying for it. Um, and his dad was paying for his apartment. So his dad lost his job. <laughs> he ended up losing his car because they had to take the car back to like resell it. So it didn't get like repossessed or whatever. Yeah. And then he, he kept the apartment though. <laughs> And, um, so yeah, that all, I was like, like we had gotten to a big argument because I was like, you told me that this was like your car. And he was like, technically it was my car. And he ended up like dropping out of TCU because I think he like hurt his back or something. Like it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. I was still there. <laughs> I like all, through all this shit that was happening, like all these red flags, like you're lying but about you're not this, seeing this and red that. Flags. Right. You only see the good. 
like a fucking like NASCAR. They're invisible. They're invisible. Star at that flag. Point. Yeah. Or we're just stupid. <laughs> we're not. Naive. We're not. No. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little naive. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I remember how I found out I was pregnant was I was over at his apartment and I was having like a lot of like abdominal pain and I started bleeding and I was like, um, this isn't right. Like I'm not supposed to be starting like for, you know, a while. And so I was like, um, I was like, you need to take me to the hospital. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm bleeding. (laughs) Take me to the hospital. (laughs) And so we went and like we were sitting in the room and I just remember like the doctor was such an asshole. Like I didn't know what was fucking going on. Yeah. And he just like comes back in the room. He sits down. He like flops the little like files on the table. And he's like, well, I didn't know if you know, but you're pregnant. (laughs) So he's like, I've got your papers here. And I think after that, I just kind of like blanked out like I just like was not even hearing anything and he just like walked out and I was like oh okay yeah um and at that point I didn't really know like I didn't know of any resources yeah I don't know if I had the resources available if I would have gotten an abortion or not honestly yeah I like looking back even if I did I don't know if I would have done it or not um and I was just like how am I gonna tell my mom and my sister and my family like oh my god like what am I gonna do so I think I sat on it for like maybe a day or two and I feel like like once I found out I was pregnant like time was just moving fast I just felt like every hour that passed I was just gonna start growing and growing (laughs) I was like I just have to do something about this like And so we ended up going to Target or no, we went to Chewy's with my sister because I was like, I just have to tell her first. Like, if anything, she's the one that I'm like, she better be on board or I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) And so we were going to tell her at Chewy's, but I chickened out. I couldn't do it. I was like, (laughs) got the check. We're signing for it. And I'm just like, "Hmm, what a great meal we've just had. Like, (laughs) nope nothing to see here nothing to say here (laughs) and um we ended up going to target afterwards just like random i was like hey you guys want to go to target (laughs) i don't know i was just trying to like elongate the night so i could work (laughs) up the nerve to fucking tell her and um she was like yeah sure like whatever so we're at target and i'm like just browsing around but also browsing in the baby section (laughs) So dropping subtle hints, right? Like super subtle. subtle. Yeah. Um, And it it was so dumb. Like we're over there, like standing next to the onesies. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to take her a onesie. And like, I'm just going to present it to her. He's like, no, like we should buy it and then like bag it up and gift it to her. And I'm like, she's right here. How are we going to get You're going to gift her a onesie? Like to tell her? Right. It's going to come back to auntie. Okay. It, It was like a onesie. It was like world's greatest auntie or whatever like okay, that that makes more and sense. i was like she's right here like we're here with her she's gonna see us buying it and be like what are why you are you buying a, why are you guys buying a onesie and the jig is gonna be up <laughs> so that's a terrible plan i'm just gonna bring it to her and like she's like standing off to the side like what are you why guys you? fucking doing like, <laughs> 
like two idiots and like I'm just like, huh? <laughs> oh. Um, and I just like pick one up and bring it to her and like hand it to her. And she like reads it and she was like, Really? And Aww. I was like, Yeah. And she was like, Really? Are you serious? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm serious. I'm very serious. And so she was really happy. That's that was sweet. nice. Yeah. Um, my mom didn't talk to me for three days. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was not happy. Um, yeah. She wasn't too thrilled. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Moms kind of act like that sometimes. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. Um, the road to, uh, I guess where we are now, as in I'm not with his dad, um, just over the course of the pregnancy, it was just, it was mm, almost like hell mm. um, every day. Really he close. Was, yeah. Really hell close equivalent. to it. Hell, hell adjacent. <laughs> hell adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I was even with him after Carter was born and it got to a point where it was like, I was at home with Carter all day and like, yeah, he was at work. Like, I understand. I, you know, he came home from work. I would like let him go shower and stuff. And then like, whenever he got done, I would be like, Hey, can you watch Carter while I go take a shower? Because I'm, you know, with a newborn, you actually don't have time to do anything anything. not for yourself no No. and people say like oh just sleep when the baby's sleeping (laughs) oh that's cute eat when the baby's eating it's really except for he's attached Attached to my chest so uh you know thanks drink when the shower when the baby's showering (laughs) i don't (laughs) it just doesn't work and so like i just wanted like i just wanted to shower after having like breast milk on me all day and cleaning up shit out of a diaper and his dog who he didn't take care of. He did not put the dog's like name or whatever on the lease. Not that you put your dog's name on the lease, but like (laughs) he did. (laughs) He sure was not paying bills, but he like, he didn't um, like let the the apartment. Yeah. 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 So he would tell me, he'd be like, don't walk the dog during the day because I don't want the apartments to see that we have a dog. So the dog was upstairs shitting. The dog was upstairs shitting. (laughs) We had like um, one of those sunrooms where it was like enclosed. Yeah. So it used to be a patio, but they like boxed it in or whatever. <laughs> and like I I felt bad, but like she stayed in there. So I'm picking up baby poop or picking up dog poop. I'm cleaning up baby poop. And I'm like, I just want to take a fucking shower. And I would be in the shower for like literally 30 seconds. And I would hear Carter like screaming his head off. And then he would come in holding Carter like a bomb. And he'd go, hey hey uh can you take him he's crying and he won't stop and i'm just like <laughs> jesus fucking christ give me the baby <laughs> like you can't yeah. do anything clearly um so that was already bad not like the whole time with him wasn't bad and um it, one day it was like we got into an argument about something and I had Carter with me and I was like in the kitchen trying to cook dinner and he came and he like knocked something out of my hands. Like he like knocked a can and mm-hmm. it just like went everywhere. Like it almost hit Carter in the face. And I was like, no. And so it? I yeah. literally grabbed my purse and my shoes and I called Chloe, my sister. And I was like, hey, uh, come get me and Carter. We're on the curb. We'll see you when you get here. And that was the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> That was the end of that. (laughs) That, I mean, I'm glad you got out. Yeah. Even though it took a little bit, you know, (laughs) it's fine. 
It's fine. Um, <laughs> let's see. Where do I start? With where did you one? meet Asher's? Where did you meet Asher's dad? You have to. Where did you meet this I met gentleman? Asher's dad on Plenty of Fish. Oh, <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of fish. P-O-F. The only thing that POF gave me was a baby. So <laughs> that's it. Never a boyfriend, but I got a baby out of it. Um, <laughs> I will say Asher's dad is now involved. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. It is wonderful um, how it started out. It wasn't great, but I mean, like I wasn't making the best decisions then either. Mm-hmm. So for any of my family that decides to listen to this at a later date, since y'all have been asking, just ignore this part about <laughs> my wild days, I guess I could say. Turn the volume <laughs> turn down and down. turn on some smooth jazz or something. Skip it to like three minutes from now, maybe more. <laughs> But um, so I was seeing his dad and I had also just started kind of seeing somebody else. But I started seeing this other person like we were talking and then I was with him one time. (laughs) Dude told me he loved me afterwards. Yeah, it was really creepy. And like, so this other guy, the other guy, not 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 his father. No, 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 that mm -mm. Anyway, (laughs) but um, other guy tells me he loves me. I back away because I'm also a commitment phobe. Mm -hmm. So um, (laughs) we like a month later, I remember my period was late. So this was all around like it was right after Halloween Mm -hmm. in 2014. And um, my period was late. We had flown out to California when my mom was on the prices, right? And Mm -hmm. this is just for you, mom. You still forgot to give me a shout out while I was in the audience. (laughs) It's the prices, right, with you. And I'm never going to let you live it down. So, (laughs) (laughs) but like literally two days after I had just seen Asher's dad, we fly Mm -hmm. out. And then um, my, like, I was so on schedule. Like my cycle was just bam, bam, bam. So Mm -hmm. like I knew my body really well. And I was really comfortable talking about things with my mom. So I told her that I was late. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was good to an extent. I didn't like tell her I was pregnant when I found out uh, right away. Yeah. Yeah. You but told her you were late. I told her I was late. And like she connected the dots. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, it was, I've had some issues like you've known about like my, my issues with my body and whatnot. So, um, recently it had just started to be right on schedule. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it had never been late before. So I was thinking something else was going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'd gone back home to Kentucky for Thanksgiving and thought I got my period mm-hmm. and come to find out it was implantation bleeding. Oh, Didn't even know that was a thing my God. <laughs> until it happened. <laughs> and so I remember the day that I took my pregnancy test, it was December 2nd. And I went to the Dollar Tree and I bought two pregnancy tests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I called my cousin, uh, who I call my super cousin, Amanda, back home. And I was like, Amanda, can I get two false positives in a row? <laughs> She's like, oh, that's not a thing. Like people, people don't. I was like, but I got them from the Dollar Tree. Like, I mean, maybe they're shout just out really... to the Dollar Tree for having really reliable pregnancy uh, tests. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was upset at the time, but, you know, so I end up calling, um, Asher's father and the other guy mm-hmm. and let him know. Well, both of them know. Um, the other guy, the crazy guy that fell in love with me after the first night was like, well, we can get married now. <gasps> no, sir. No, we cannot. That's no. not. Mm-mm. That's not what I've said. That's not. Um, and Asher's father was not as 
enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's a nice way of putting it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're never going to listen to this, so it's fine. Oh, I'm just going to, they're never going to listen to it. So um, (laughs) he told me that he pulled out every time, so it can't be his. And like, I immediately went to what are my resources and what are my choices? Yeah. So um, I also grew up in a pretty conservative household, obviously. Like my mom said, God told her to move to Texas. So, you know, um, I didn't really tell her right away or want to tell her right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I had actually, (laughs) it's going to sound like I'm a shitty person, but I had also made an appointment with an abortion clinic. So I called a friend mm-hmm. um, and she was like my drinking buddy at the time. This is when um, I met her when I was working at Fridays in Burleson. Mm-hmm. So I call her and I'm like, hey, like I just found out I'm pregnant and I scheduled an abortion. I need to go out tonight. So yeah. we go out. We went to Fox and Hound mm-hmm. and I had a bottle and a half of wine by myself the night that I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. And then... My appointment was like two days later. So um, there was a guy that I worked with who let me crash at his place because he lived close to the place. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning he takes me over there. And while I'm over there, like the building is completely shut down and boarded Mm -hmm. up. And I already knew that if I was going to get an abortion, I didn't want to go through like the full procedure of an abortion. And I wanted to do the pill. Yeah. And so we get over there. It's boarded up. I call the place and I'm like, hey, I'm outside it looks like you all are closed. And they're like, yeah, we are closed. You know, um, we're actually in Louisiana and we're taking calls for the Fort Worth office. Like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't tell me this. (laughs) Why? Right. Like, was that the next word out of your mouth? Yes. Why? It was. And then I hung up and then I cried. Yeah. And I think I like that for me was my sign that I was supposed to have this baby. Um, because I was waiting tables at the time I was living at home. Mm -hmm. Like I was terrified. Yeah. You know, the guy who I was, Asher's father, now that we know, mm-hmm. um, I was super positive that he was the father because yeah. we had regularly been seeing each other. And mm-hmm. obviously it could have been the, the one-time guy, the crazy guy. Thank yeah. God it was not. But <laughs> um, so I remember telling his dad that I was getting the abortion and he just kind of like brushed me off and he's like, all right, do what you have to do and then let me know. Did he send you money or like no. offer to send you money? Nothing. Let me know what you have to do. Abortions are not cheap. They were not. I don't know no. what people think. Like, people are just going out. Like, I'm just out here by myself. Right. Like, like I did it all by myself. Yeah. So, anyways. Because he's now involved. He has progressed. And he's a decent human being. Um, and a good father. Mm-hmm. He's a good father. So, let's, let's throw very, that out there. That's very important. I am not shitting on him. Yeah. This is just... You know, the backstory leading up to him becoming a good father to my child. So as you know, he already had one child that was like two years old at the time. Mm -hmm. So um, during my pregnancy, after I think that interaction of him telling me to let him know what I did, I told him that I was going to keep him or Mm -hmm. keep the baby. Yeah. And he just like did a complete 360 or 180, 180, 360. Mm -hmm. 180. 180. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go back to where you were. Right. Right. So it's 180. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all of a sudden he was like, well, come over and let's hang out. And in my mind, I didn't feel safe doing that Mm -hmm. because 
you didn't give a shit like a right. week ago. So now all of a sudden that I'm keeping him like, like what are you, what is, what, what is about scheming? to happen? Exactly. And I was like, well, I feel sick. And then there was this whole like, well, you can just lay in the bed and throw up. Next, we'll put a trash can next to the bed while we watch movies. And I'm like, that sounds right. shitty. That sounds awful. So Thank no. Thank you so much. Right. So I turned him down on that. And then he did not really talk to me throughout my whole pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I updated him when I found out that I was having a boy. Wait, wait, wait. So from that Time from on, that time on, whenever he found out that you were going to keep it and you didn't accept his offer to come out and yeah. Netflix yeah. and chill uh-huh. um, slash throw up in a bucket. <laughs> and he was just like, sounds like a great time, doesn't it? I'm out. I know. Yeah. This is too much. Work. Pretty much. But she I didn't, didn't want to come like over. It was just like, I'm he just, just like he didn't just ghosted respond? me, like didn't respond. I would contact him, told him about doctor's appointments, none mm-hmm. of that. Um, I do remember he did text me on my birthday, not to tell me happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is all in October. My birthday's in May. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, eight months pregnant at this point, mm-hmm. seven and a half, eight months pregnant. Yeah. And I get a text and he's like, I just thought that I should, I should check in on you. I'm like, mm, really? <laughs> like, how long has it, has it you- been at this point? <laughs> You check in on your fucking Thanksgiving turkey better than you do the woman who's carrying your child. Oh, it was. Oh, it gets better. The story oh my gets, God. It gets so much better. So I just thought I'd check in on you. Right. That's... This happens. He is apparently in a relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I found out when I delivered. So Asher was due on the 1st of August. Mm-hmm. And I went in for a checkup the 1st of July, was put on bed rest for Mm preeclampsia, and then had the traumatizing childbirth that has left me not wanting any more children, Mm -hmm. and um, had him on the 19th. So the 19th comes, I send him a picture of him, (laughs) and I think it was like the next morning, and I'm like, hey, he was born. He's here. Like, he's here. Yeah. Um, also I had filed for child support at that point cause mm-hmm. my parents, I felt like they kind of pushed for it, but yeah. you know, and, um, <clears throat> I let him know, which I also did not have to, but mm-hmm. I wanted to be respectful, let him know that, um, I had filed for child support and I get a text back saying that that's like asking him to pay for my baby. Uh-huh. Um, and then. But there was it was there was a sob story first about his hips and some things that had happened and all of this after I had just given birth, <laughs> mind you, like a baby came out of my vagina. Fuck your hips. <laughs> so we're Fuck sitting there talking hips. about this and he's well, you know, I had surgery on my hips. Did you? I had a fucking child. I had surgery on my vagina right. and all of my stitches innards. are fresh. <laughs> anyway, let me tell. <laughs> so they. They do not tell you how long it hurts. No. I couldn't sit crisscross applesauce for like three months in fear of tearing my fucking gooch. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my cousin, after having Asher, made me look at it. She's like, have you looked at it since you had him? I was like, no, No. I don't want to. Like, what if it's not, not that I just like looked at it all the time, but like, I remember what it looked like beforehand. And I mean, it still looks pretty much the same. But like I, I was didn't. terrified. Oh yeah. And stitches terrified. were still there when she had me look at it. And yeah, it was just it's not something that you should ever see. I did don't you, feel like you need to. Did you feel them when they were stitching you up? Oh, I did because yeah. they cut my epidural off. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I was like, I can feel that. And she's like, can you feel the pressure or you feel, I'm like, I feel you taking a fucking needle, <laughs> pulling it through and stitching pressure? me. Are you <laughs> sure that's what you're feeling? God, the doctors are, they're, they have some issues because I remember even during delivery, right? So I'm sitting there ready to push mm-hmm. and legs open. Everybody can see everything as they should be as they should. Yeah. Right. There are 10 doctors in the room at this point. Cause <laughs> he had Asher had like four or five doctors over there waiting for him because mm-hmm. I was high risk. Mm-hmm. And then I had like my five doctors and the hospital that I gave birth in was a training hospital. So mm-hmm. it was like three real doctors and then two trainees. And she stops me as I'm pushing and she's points at the door and she's like, wait a minute, so-and-so over here, is it okay if they come in? I was like, everybody's fucking seen it. Right. Like, it's it's for everybody now. So, Surely you're not asking my permission. Right. <laughs> for them to deliver my baby. Just, yeah. just let them in at this point. So um, after birth and everything like that, I did not speak to him again until we had, um, what was it? Our child support hearing, mm-hmm. the original one, which you came with me to. I did. You did. Such a great I friend. Was... You were there. So ready. But see, that's when you got to see. So, like, yeah. I call Asher's dad the most charming asshole I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I would still say this to his face, him and his wife's face. But <laughs> <laughs> so, new wife. He was not married at the time. Let me throw that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, we go there and you remember you saying like if he's his son it's gonna be his biggest regret and then it takes him seven months from the time that he was born to meet his child and then yeah. another i'm not gonna throw all of his business out there but let's well, just say surgery <laughs> no <laughs> but let's just say that he didn't really start stepping up and showing up consistently until asher was almost two years old mm-hmm. so you know, now we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thank God for his wife because I think that is the biggest reason why he really kind of shows up, shows and up, shows and has to. Yeah. yeah, and they've got two more children now, so like my kid doesn't need any more siblings. Yeah. He should be fine. That's he's nice. got right. They've got four kids total That's amongst nice. themselves. So yeah. like, this is this baby station's closed. Yeah, closed so, for business. Closed for business permanently. Shut <laughs> off the open sign, please. <laughs> Like, can we just get it all ripped out? Because yeah. that's where I'm at in my life. Well, actually, you can't. I know. So, because didn't you I try? Tried. Yes. You like asked your doctor, and you were like, "Hey, can we just go ahead and yeah. clear this whole thing out?" Like, yeah. And kids because... are off to college. Let's clean out the basement and put up a home yeah. gym. I'm 29, and, and I have one uh, child, so yeah. they will not take them out unless it is medically necessary. But I feel like me not wanting to have another baby is kind mm-hmm. of medically necessary. But, you know, that's a whole other. Right. Yeah. That's absolutely medically necessary. Absolutely. So what is your word today? Do we have the word of the day today? So here at Coconut Oil, mm-hmm. um, we kind of want to um, do what coconut oil does for you in a podcast version and enrich your lives in more of the way than one. Um, hopefully some of the conversation that we've had tonight maybe resonates with you and you can relate to it because this is not, this is not a rare happening, you know, (laughs) relationships like this and childbearing stories like this. This is not 
anything new. Um, so we would like to start doing a, a little vocab word of the day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a word and you have to try and guess what it is. Okay. Um, and then I will tell you what it means. Can I have you use it in a sentence before I guess it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <clears throat> Mira, your mm -hmm. word is abetment. Okay. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Absolutely. It's our turn to send him abetment. Is this away? Does it mean like to send him away festively? <laughs> like are we throwing a festive party? No, I think... <laughs> No, I'm just going to say no. Okay. Do I have to guess, guess again? If no. you want to. No, because okay. I'm just going to sound like an idiot, but it's okay. <laughs> um, okay. It means encouragement or support. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. to send someone encouragement or support is abetment. I think that's really that's great. Cool. Hopefully we're sending all of you some encouragement some and support. Some encouragement and support abetment today. With these stories. Yeah. I don't think I've ever shared it with so many people before. I haven't either. You know, us too. That means yeah. so many. Yeah. So it's, many. It's us. It's That's us. it. That's what I've shared it with. Yeah. Appreciate uh -huh. that. <laughs> so also on coconut oil, we want to have a healing moment of the week. So what is your coconut oil moment or your healing moment of the week? <sighs> can it be anything? Like, yeah. can it just be like a time where I just felt peaceful? For sure. Okay. Um, it's going to sound really like granola, but like the other morning I was up before Carter was up, which is great. And I was able to like roll out my mat. I burned some sage in my house, lit some candles and just like meditated for like 20 minutes. That was it. And it was just, it was nice. Cause it was like a moment of peace, a moment to kind of reflect on what I want, what I don't want. Okay. And I mean, honestly, meditating has been like really, really great for me. Like it, when I first started doing it, I was like, what am I going to do? Just sit here and like hum to myself. Like what am I, I'm just going to like sit here in silence. Like nothing's going to happen, but actually a lot has been happening. You know, like you start to kind of not talk to yourself, but just think introspectively about yourself and your life. And I mean, there's been times where like, I would like cry just because I'm like, it, it's like almost it's like, really I'm, like deep, releasing, yeah. you know, stuff that I need to release that I don't even know, know that I had. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, that, that happened this week. It was really nice. That's great. Yeah. I what's your, that. what's your coconut oil moment? My moment. So although I am slightly exhausted today, because of the drive that I had back from Kentucky this weekend. Um, I want to say my moment was the drive. So my dad is going to be 70 next year and getting to have that, you know, we rode down together mm -hmm. and getting to have that 12 to 15 hour drive with him and me by ourselves. Like that was really healing for me. I think we healed a lot of our relationship and we got to discuss a lot of things that had happened within our family. And it was just really, really great good. to have that bonding. You moment. guys talked a lot. I mean, we a did 15 hour drive. I, I had would... to keep him awake. Yeah, that's you know? true. Cause I couldn't sleep. It yeah. was, 
every time I would start to doze off, I'm like, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> like, are we there? Yeah. Did yeah. you like hear any like new information? Did you like get any sort of like new perspective? So, yeah. um, for all of our new listeners, so everybody, um, <laughs> I have five brothers and one sister. Mm-hmm. So we are very blended. There's a lot of us and we are very spaced out in age. And my older brother, my oldest brother is 50 and the youngest is 26. So, uh, my dad has been married six times, twice to the same woman. And my mother has been the longest. So they've been married for 30 something years, but there's just a lot of things that we're all working through within those relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there are three different women that he's had children with. Mm -hmm. So all of that just kind of, you know, it's kind of convoluted and, um, sensitive, but we're all working through it at different stages. Mm -hmm. And I loved seeing even my family this week and just seeing their progress. And I'm finally at that age where I feel like I can be friends with my siblings Mm -hmm. because again, my oldest brother is 21 years older than me. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's really nice to finally feel like we're on that level where we can form these friendships, you know, beyond just our sibling relationships and even talking to my dad about those things and just working through some of the things and he's healed a lot too. So it's just, it was a beautiful weekend. Hey, I'm so happy. That's, that's really tough. Like having kind of like almost like family drama, you know, that involves so many people, so many people. Like, I don't even want to be involved in a lot of it. It just, I hope that they heal and I, I can't insert myself into things that I wasn't there for. Exactly. So, and you can't blame yourself, right, for things that you had no, no say in part in. Yeah, yeah. But it's easy to do whenever it's your family because you kind of like take on that mindset of like family first, family over everything. If you're going through it, I'm going through it. And sometimes you just need to let them. They just have to go through it yeah themselves and then you can just say hey I'll see you on the other side yeah I mean I had to you know it's we all have such different relationships with him Mm -hmm. and we all have to work through that trauma or whatever it is that's left us feeling a certain way or how we feel about our relationship with our siblings and we're all working through it some of us are over it some of us are still going through it and still working through that but um it was it was just a really good like bonding experience so i'm so glad to hear that that's nice well should we should we wrap this up are we are we at the end i think yeah yeah Yeah. um so we would like to thank everybody for listening today even if it is just us two but anybody else (laughs) thank you all for being here and for listening and please follow us on spotify podcasts and apple music podcasts or apple podcasts not music, because Apple Music's separate. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, and please leave a review on Apple Podcasts because we would like to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you want to hear more of. Um, let us know. And um, also follow us on Instagram. It's at coconutoil.podcast. We think. Yes. Yeah. Dot podcast, right? Instagram <laughs> at coconut oil dot podcast. And um, we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>